This flyover clip. We're going to bring you a section here. You know, we always say the culture is upstream from policy. Um, I think I think maybe Andrew Breitbart is one who kind of coined that phrase to start with. But when you see a policy, we see things happening. Usually it's a reflection of a culture shift that happened upstream of it. And sometimes we put all of our, especially as conservatives, we're guilty of putting all of our effort towards a policy change, a policy and just mandate forcing, you know, like we're going to do this the legal way in law. And, and, the left tends to like, we're just going to shift the whole culture and it's going to move away from it. And, 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 um, there's a, there's a drift that creates, and sometimes you end up so far from where you thought you were, it's hard to even recognize. Mm -hmm. Um, we are winning back large chunks of this cultural battle. It is, uh, very obvious, but you kind of got to know what to look because the left who controls the levers of media is not going to advertise their losses. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we're going to break down a couple of key points, but there's a clip by Joseph, uh, Paul Joseph Watson. Um, he's got a great accent because he can be snarky and jabby and you kind of get away with a little more when you got a, uh, I don't know if it's a British accent, I'm assuming I'm where, not he's, even sure, where he's but from, it's a great accent. but it's cool. He sounds a little like a young Robin Leach. If you're our age, you grew up with Robin Leach, uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous. He has this like, kind of cool thing where he can kind of jab and poke in a cool way. So he's kind of fun to listen to, but he makes some incredible points and we're going to have some takeaways coming out of this. If you look closely enough, there's actually some good news. No, I'm not drunk. The sewer pipe that is Hollywood and the wider regime entertainment industry in general is dying on its arse, despite the market being completely saturated with CRT propaganda, LGBT social engineering and forced diversity casting. What's the biggest movie of the year? Top Gun Maverick. The first blockbuster in what felt like forever that didn't pander to any of that shite. It just cracked $1 billion box office worldwide. A movie, and get this for a novel concept, a movie that didn't seek to shove a political ideology down your throat and actually saw, above all else, to entertain the audience. Shocking, I know. A movie that dared reference its misogynistic first incarnation as a nostalgic love letter to the original fans. A movie that refused to be cowed by the modern-day purity pitchfork mob. Top Gun Maverick does not denounce toxic masculinity. Who braces it? Yeah, and that's why everyone loved it, bitch. Top Gun Maverick should have done something to fit our times. Oh no, a popular movie that doesn't genuflect to our cultural colonisation agenda. The absolute horror. Disney's new Buzz Lightyear movie, on the other hand. Well, flop doesn't even begin to cover it. Fearing it was going to be another browbeater lecturing the audience about the message, the audience stayed away in their droves. In its second weekend, it couldn't even be indie movie The Black Phone. And despite Lightyear being released weeks after Top Gun, the Tom Cruise hit still nearly doubled Lightyear in sales the weekend just gone. Total ticket sales for Top Gun, over a bill. Total ticket sales for Lightyear... 152 million. It hasn't even covered its budget yet. Pathetic. Lightyear scraped a woeful 5.3 on IMDb compared to Top Gun Maverick's 8.6. Beyond the cliche, this is actually a solid real-world example of get woke, go broke. And it seems Disney was being punished not just for the content of the movie, but also for their far-left political activism over the Florida don't say gay issue. Yeah, it turns out that siding against parents in their bid to protect kids from predatory gender identity and sexual indoctrination isn't very popular with parents 
parents who might otherwise take their kids to see your movie. Wow, who knew? Picking Team Groomer wasn't quite the win you expected it to be. Who knew that offering to pay for travel expenses that fund abortions of kids would piss off parents who have kids? Disney's stock price has plummeted from $200 down to $90. They're now totally dependent on income from their theme parks, which are already being depleted of visitors thanks to the pandemic. And it's just a hunch, but Disney's upcoming offering, Baymax, in which some amorphous gender non-binary blob takes female sanitary product advice from a biological male wearing a transgender flag. Probably isn't going to do them any favours either. Excuse me, which of these products would you recommend? Oh, um, well... These are the tampons I usually use. Thank you. I prefer pads. They're more comfortable for me. Thank you. I always get the ones with wings. Thank you. If you want a vision of the future, imagine a trans Michelin man re-educating your toddler on how dudes can have periods forever. Netflix is also hemorrhaging viewers at an unprecedented rate. The network that proudly proclaimed this back in one of its 2019 flagship shows... Straight white men are cancelled. Turns out the only thing being cancelled now is Netflix accounts. 200,000 subscribers lost in the first quarter of the year, with an expectation that a further 2 million will be jettisoned by next month. How's that diversity casting working out for you? Their stock price plunged from almost $700 a share to $190 a share in less than six months. Quite the fall from grace since... Since 2020's cuties non-flix debacle, one of the primary factors for the alarming decline. Well, as Elon Musk put it, Netflix's embrace of the woke mind virus, which is making it unwatchable, prompting the company to circulate an internal memo vowing to produce more content for people with differing political views, and a message for anyone who didn't like it that they should quit, with hundreds being fired in the last few weeks alone. Netflix fired an entire team of writers for the Tudum website, almost all of whom were women of colour. Most watched Netflix show ever, Squid Game. No woke brainwashing in there. The last series of Dear White People, meanwhile. If I said I only dated white guys, that'd be racist. Right? Well, that was pulling in IMDb scores in the low fours. Yeah, you'd think they'd have learned their lesson by now. Meanwhile, fresh off their Top Gun success, Paramount's new streaming service, Paramount Plus, says they won't cave to the mob. The CEO of the company has rejected trigger warnings and efforts to sanitise older films to satiate demented left-wing censors. Quote, I don't believe in censoring art, said Bob Backish, adding, If you don't like it... Don't watch it. The worm appears to have turned. They really do seem to have overplayed their hand. Tinseltown has gone tits up by trying to make everything political. Denying people the ability to at least escape cringe world for a brief period of time by starving people of uplifting archetypal allegories based on universal human ideals by caging everything within the partisan hectoring sanctimonious prison of political correctness. But it seems that in greater numbers than ever, the public having previously put up with it for the sake of being able to see the latest movie, has had enough. Whisper it quietly, but the edifice of woke brainwashing, at least in the entertainment industry, could be starting to crumble. We're also seeing massive pushback in sports with transgender bans in both swimming and rugby. And if that goes, maybe the next domino to fall will be the education system. The long march through the institutions may have met a roadblock in the form of a watershed, market-driven revolt. Someone's not coming back from that. Well, he did such a great job. You know, I mean, he covered everything from what's going on with the movies to talking a little bit more about Disney to talking about 
uh, uh, sports and Netflix, all kinds of great yep. things covered in that. That whole video, I will put it down in the notes. You can also follow him at band.video. His name is, again is Paul Joseph Watson. Follow him on band.video and uh, you know support his work. He's mm-hmm. incredible. He obviously does his research. He's been around for a long time. I've He's one of these guys that's been censored by... He can't be around that long. He's pretty young. I think he's taking good vitamins. He's been at this... (laughs) He looks really good. He's got some great skin. Well, we've been doing this for a year and a half, so anybody's like two, three, that's That's like... They're they're long of tooth. They're veterans (laughs) you know, in this, but he does great research. He does great work. He speaks truth with a lot of clarity, and he's been banned from... Because I got a permanent ban from Facebook and a lot Mm -hmm. of different places, and so... Band.video is where you can find him. It's probably a good home. All right, let's break down some the, of these numbers. The land of misfit toys like us. Yeah, exactly, because this was really interesting. There, I want to put up some of these numbers here as far as what was happening in with with the box office. So Top Gun, Maverick, $30.5 million came out. And Lightyear, $17.6 million. Now, Lightyear actually— This is the past weekend, right? Yeah. yeah. Lightyear cost $200 million to make. And it came out June the eighth of two thousand twenty-two. They have grossed one hundred and eighty-nine million. So they haven't even grossed what they've put into making of the movie. And with Top Gun, one hundred seventy million to make it, and they have grossed one point one billion. Now this is kind of interesting because there's an article about Disney Lightyear. Uh, that it was banned in 14 let, countries. Yeah, let, let me do just one more thing on this. If I want to point out something on this list. If you're just listening on Apple or, or an audio-only service, um, it, it lists uh, the, the top six movies of the past weekend. Top Gun, Maverick, still number mm-hmm. one at 30 million. Elvis at 30 million. Um, I haven't seen that, but it looks yeah, like it might be pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. It's got Elvis, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jurassic Park, again, that's a... That's a Long-term staple. It's a big, you know, with a you know, uh, series where they keep coming out mm-hmm. with more of it. Twenty-six million. The Black Phone. That's an indie film at twenty-three million. Lightyear drops seventeen Ooh. million, and then Doctor Strange, which we hear um, is very dark. I, I've I've not seen it, but I've, I've talked to people that actually have a high level of appreciation for very dark, demonic type of uh, just it's just put it this way, very dark films they actually enjoy that side of it and it's too much yeah they're like out on it really bad and so um i just want to point out there is a a like a moral blowback that's happening on some of these films and then there's also a little bit of a of a film critic you know kind of a thing that's 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 pushing against it like jurassic park there's no creativity they just keep Mm -hmm. coming up the same junk over and over and over you know we've kind of seen it there's nothing original there i don't see it having long legs it's not going to go well um the movies that tend to get all the awards and all the applause and appreciate, nobody goes and sees these movies. Right. No one goes and sees the movies. Whenever you watch an award show, mm-hmm. the top award won this, best cinematography, best film, best, no one's ever seen it. It didn't, it didn't get make $100 at the box office. So they, they, they keep applauding and elevating stuff that people don't want to see. That's right. It's not entertaining. It's not original. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you don't want to go and, and just leave feeling gross. A lot yep. of people go on a movie, it's a date or something else. They want to, they want something encouraging, they'll be entertained. They want to be challenged or thought. They want to laugh. They want to cry. They want to experience something, not just leave feeling they got, they got slimed. And when you look at the kind of content that people mm-hmm. are responding with their dollars, your dollars matter because you're voting with every one of them. And then w- just one of you guys, just me, just say, nobody makes a difference. Right. By yourself, hardly. But together, we make a huge difference because our votes matter, and they're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna have to acquiesce to the demands our dollars make. That is exactly right, and we have to be aware of that. Make sure that you are spending money with people that value you and value your beliefs. No doubt about it. 
Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, belt, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you. Even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.